Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Monica here, and welcome to my latest episode of World Domination. This week, something a little bit different for you guys, featuring the beautiful Amy Collinson, who, if you pay attention closely, many weeks ago, an episode I did with Jared Saxton, he introduced her to me, actually, and it was around this awesome thing that she cultivated, which is 10 seconds of courage. And Amy is currently riding her horse in France and has a really cool story, but her particular message today is around the journey and the destination and it's around enjoying the journey right and as we get so caught up in the end goal and where we're going and what we want and how we think we're going to feel when we get it so you know sometimes it's so easy to forget that there's so much joy and there's life in the present moment and the steps along the way and we've got to remember to connect to that so I'm going to start a little bit differently today I'm going to play you her idea for her TED talk to introduce her and then we'll get into the episode. So enjoy guys, I hope you get so much out of it and let me know. Hello, my name is Amy. I'm from New Zealand, but I'm currently riding my horse in Germany. I want to do a TED talk to show the importance of realizing the beauty of your adventure rather than getting anxious over the destination. As you can see, my adventure is beautiful. I moved to Europe seven years ago following my show jumping dream. It has been an exciting but difficult road with many highs and lows. I got a little bit lost on the way and I think this was caused by chasing results rather than just enjoying the process. I had lost that little kid, that child within me that just loved riding horses. I started to question whether I'd ever make it and whether I was just wasting my time. I think I actually started to fall in society's box that if you don't achieve the results, you just become a failure. And without any major results to my name, I feel like it has been all worth it for the journey. I now realize that going after something grand is what creates the adventure. This is the good stuff. Once you start this adventure, whether you make it or not becomes irrelevant, as it becomes worth it for all the great lessons you learn and all the people you dance with along the way. Following your passion, your dream, is like a banana cake. And for people who know a banana cake, a good one does not need any icing. Doing what you love puts you in many vulnerable situations, like driving a horse truck through Paris. These moments push you to access courage. When you learn to cope with these emotions, you start to push for more. It becomes addictive and your creativity becomes limitless. I believe the hardest part for people is just starting. They get worried that what if they spend their extra time and resources on a silly idea, a dream, a sport, and they don't even get anything to show for it. But what they don't realize is the joy comes from doing. That result at the end gives you nothing. It's merely material. If you do what you love, whether you fail or win, you'll still grin. So now I challenge you to bake that banana cake and forget the icing because that's the magic. Good morning, Amy Collinson. Good, good morning. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, you played along so well. This is the, you are the furthest podcast I've ever recorded now. Okay. So where, whereabouts exactly are you right now? I'm in France, like yeah. in the middle of France. Is it Normandy? Um, no, in the middle of France, which is like is close to Vichy. Oh, yep. Have you heard of Vichy with the yep. clean water? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the clean water. That's so cool, talking to France. So feel free to add in some French, you know, as we go. <laughs> how, good, yeah. um, how good is your French now after being there? Um, it's not great. <laughs> I, can, I can understand, like, conversations a bit, and I can occasionally put something in. If it's still with horses, I can follow it really well. But. Yeah. It's like real general casual talk, then I really can't. But if someone talks slowly, I can kind of get through. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been there for? Um, well, I've been in Europe for seven years. Yeah. 
but and I've changed a lot the last the last year. Like I I was in Belgium for a couple of months, Denmark two years, Holland two years, then two years in Fontainebleau in France, which is quite close to Paris. Yeah. And then the last year I've had a random like gypsy year. I went to Germany for a bit. I went to Normandy for a bit. And then I went back to like the south of Germany and then the north of Germany. And now I'm back in the middle of France. I love that. A gypsy yeah. year. Yeah. It's it was so like basically a whole year on the road. Like I have a horse track and my whole life was in the track. Yeah. And when I would arrive at each place, I would kind of think maybe this is my place. I'd unpack a little bit of stuff, but <laughs> I never unpacked the whole truck. <laughs> and I keep going and now where I am I actually unpacked the whole truck so I'm a little bit more committed yeah like, roots down <laughs> I love it oh, okay cool so let's circle back yeah. we'll come back to that we're going to start with that epic banana cake to be TED talk one day one day and we we heard it here first one day we'll hear a variation of that on a stage no doubt because honestly like I said to you the I've probably listened to it four or five times now. The first time I listened to that, I was just like, I am a crier, right? And I got all choked up and I was just like, <gasps> and then I got all inspired and stuff. And then yesterday when I was preparing for this, I was watching it again and I pulled out two quotes because it's like, I feel like the power in that is that it's, A, it's saying things that we all think about but don't say out loud. And there's so much power in that, right? Like, but also it's just, it's like you've got to the heart of what actually matters. And so what jumped out, I'll read you the quotes that I pulled out of that I love the most. One, and this was in reference to like society's perception of how we should be. You said, if you don't achieve the results, you become a failure. Like that's the expectation of us. That if we don't actually get the results, we're a failure, we're nothing. That hit me yeah. so hard because I was just like, let's be real. Like that's exactly one of those things that comes up when you, you know, when you're going through a hard patch or whatever and you think, oh my God, I've, you know, I've achieved nothing. I'm nothing. Like that one hit me yeah. so hard. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the other one was going after something grand is what creates the adventure. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like that needs to be on a t-shirt. But, <laughs> but that whole thing of the actual act of setting a bold dream and just going for it, that's what actually counts. It's not really even necessarily getting it it's what happens along the way right yeah, yeah for, for sure and people don't get that and that's where it comes into the the failure failure thing it's like well just if you get a surface result which is like a medal or a I don't know an award or money like what does that really actually give you that was all the stuff along the way all the people that you met and then the struggle the struggle is what makes you stronger and fulfills you not the, the, the gold medal or the, the trophy or money. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much because that's the thing, right? We are conditioned to think that and to believe that it's when we hit the end that like we'll be happy, you know, that we'll be happy when when we get the house yeah. and the relationship and the money and the, the medal or write the book or whatever. But it's like literally if we can't be happy right now, we won't be happy then either if we're still seeking the external validation. And it's like, yeah. it sounds nice to say it out loud, but to actually get your head around it is where your life totally changes. I think like, yeah, I remember... it's hard to get, get around it. And something from the movie, um, Cool Runnings is a good quote. And it's like, if you're not enough without the gold medal, you'll never be enough with it. Wow. Like it, yeah, that's a good movie. That yeah. As well. And yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so let's circle back. So you're 22, right? And you're like, I'm going to go overseas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk me yeah. through that. This is so cool. How did all this come about for you? Um, well, I mean, something I was really lucky is I found like a real true love for something like really young. Like I just always loved horses. I don't really know where it came from because my parents weren't anything to do with it. And they kind of threw me in all different sports and activities to try and find a passion. And like the one thing they didn't give me the option, I was like, no, I want to do this, I want to do this. And they kind of put it off because I lived in Auckland City, so it was quite difficult. And then when I was nine, they gave me some lessons and it just yeah, snowballed from there. 
So I was always like dreaming big and in my head that I wanted to be a, a really good rider and kind of from the people I was around, it seemed like we had to go to Europe. So in my head, I wanted to go to Europe, I want to ride in Europe. And I wanted to do it straight away and did that I, you know, go to university. That I was literally like just before graduation, like I, I was finished. And then my trainer at the time was going to Europe and was like, want to come with me? So I was like, yep. So I went and I never went to my university graduation, got my piece of paper, but yeah. 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 That's so cool. So yeah. what and I didn't know how long I was going. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Like they said, you know, people like, oh, six months, one year. And I, I was like, no, probably longer, but I have no idea. And I, I still have no idea. I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's the thing. And it's like, it's sometimes really hard for other people to understand as well. I think when you have that gut feeling, that gut instinct that just says go or do it. And to everyone else, it doesn't make sense because it looks a bit reckless or it looks very, you know, like not safe or not responsible or whatever. I love the responsible one is one that gets me. But it's like when you can feel it and it's time to go, you just go. It's like when the pull is that strong, it's like, it's always for you. Otherwise you wouldn't have gone, you know? Yeah. 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 It's following. I mean, I just followed what I, what I love to do. And okay. I just turned 30 like last week. Yay. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Like, I'm still living such a um, kind of free life, you know? I'm not settled at all. Like, I'm I'm single. I don't, you know, I don't own a house. I, you know, I have no, like, roots set up, and people really struggle with that and always question me. And I kind of used to take it to heart a little bit, but now I just, it's just okay. They can think that I just follow what I love to do because there's a guarantee with any life. So why not do what you what you love to do? Yeah. That is such an yes. important yeah, and it's such an important point to hit. Um because yeah. people do struggle. It's like a false illusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a false illusion that, you know, having a having a house or being in a relationship that you're secure. Because it's, you never know what can happen. Like Corona's showed us that, yeah. you know, you don't, yeah. you, you can't really plan. You should just do what you want to do in the moment. And I mean, not in a, not in a reckless way. Like I've also had a lot of support from my family. So yeah. I've been lucky to kind of be able to take a few more risks than probably other people. But I think even if I didn't have that, I would always have done this and figured out a way. Yeah, no doubt. It's who you are. That's the thing. And that that's it. It's like... <laughs> I when I imagine you know if I had actually done all the things that people would be more comfortable with you know like I'd probably be working at a bank nine to five or something you know and I'd have a a mortgage and probably like two and a half kids and a dog and whatever um and I'd be miserable like I would be so miserable you know like it's just when we break the rules people get uncomfortable right because it's like oh but but this is how we how everyone else does it this is the the checklist that oh my god but you're 30 and you're single like the sky is falling it's like there are so many of us in this boat that it just the conventional path it just we were pulled away from it and I think it's so cool because it takes so much boldness to to follow that especially when everyone else is saying no do this go this way um and then people do like project their idea right of life should be like this. You should be like this. I would be more comfortable if you were married with a bunch of kids, um, living in New Zealand, like not riding around on, you know, massive animals that could be potentially be dangerous. Um, but it's, (laughs) so I love though that that's, that's who you are. So you do it anyway. And, and what's cool too is that you, in doing that, you give other people permission to pursue what they want to do as well it's like you're the example of it the embodiment of it which is so awesome yeah thank you our internet's so funky <laughs> just for anyone listening it's like there's quite a bit of a there's a bit of a delay in between i think <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about that <laughs> <You're all good. laughs> 
<laughs> it's all good. It's France. It's it's pretty impressive that we can still have this conversation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we talk me through like how did you first start getting your head around this idea of the journey versus like the destination? Because you had obviously you've got some pretty big goals that you set for yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, okay. So I'm really a nerd when it comes um, kind of self help type stuff. I don't know yeah. if you can hear me. I'll just keep talking. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, we're back. Amy was just making it way more romantic for us by going outside and putting a candle on. Um, because, yay, technology. We were just dropping in and out. And I was getting to the juicy parts. I was like, right, we need to sort this out. Is it raining there now? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. It's, it's okay. It, it was just a bit of spit. It oh, it was. Just okay. <laughs> okay, cool. So take us back to... So you set some massive goals. What were your, what are your big goals, your big dream? Well, I mean, something I've kind of um, let go of at the moment is the, the big goals, like the big result goals. It's yeah. more like, because um, um, this is what kind of happened to me. I got too attached to the result-based goals of jumping at a high level and everything like that. And I, it wasn't working. So then I was like, oh, I want to give up. I just, what is the point? I'm not good enough. And, and then I had a really great trainer who kind of um, was was a bit like uh, rude and, um, you know, honest, like brutally honest, like um, cruel to be kind kind of way. Yeah. And it kind of shifted my like perspective again. and was like, wow, I've lost the process. I've lost the love of it. And that's kind of what I'm really connected to at the moment. And I, I don't even have the plan for the next show at the moment because I've just got a new um, riding job in the middle of France. And I have my own horses still, but we're just setting this new stable up. And it's yeah. really cool. And yeah, I kind of will get back to it soon. But it's a little bit in that process at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, I want to um, just keep riding and, and keep loving riding and go to whatever level the horses I find take me and um, then I also want to do this kind of um, speaking and share ideas and do a TED talk all that kind of stuff as well on the side to yeah. just compliment and compliment it and keep me like living to my right why not get lost in the superficial stuff anymore like, yeah. You know? yeah yeah I love that too because that um that Heath Ledger quote keeps popping into my head you know and because um, like he was talking about how everyone always asks you, you know, are you married and are you dating and all that sort of stuff, but no one ever asks you if you're happy. And I love yeah. that so much because that's really what we're talking about here, isn't it? In a world where, um, you know, New Zealand, like the highest suicide rates in the world, why aren't we talking about how to actually be happy instead of how to get a result or how to be better? It's like, yeah <laughs> there's a there's a balancing act that needs to happen a little bit i think <laughs> yeah and it's so surprising that new zealand has such a high suicide rate because it's just such a beautiful simple country like there's yeah. there should be no 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 reason for it but it's maybe because it's so small like it's a lot of big fish in a small pond yeah and i think too a lot of it is to do with the way that we we are not taught how to manage emotions and how to express them and how to feel them you know that yeah. whole culture of um she'll be right and toughen up yeah. that kind of thing it creates a lot of problems and it creates a lot of shame around having feelings and like what i notice is that you know you, you when you hear people speak about quote-unquote mental health and stuff like that it's it's like oh i am depressed i am anxious it's not it's like it's not that you're experiencing depression or you're feeling you're having a low day or whatever it's for it's like i am depressed like there's something wrong because i feel bad and it's like so often though that just emotion is just part of the human experience but we yeah we make it this big thing because it's like it's actually so foreign for us to even allow ourselves to feel like yeah to express emotions and stuff so 
yeah, I think that's... Yeah, and it, it's especially um, the men is the, is the thing. I actually was talking to a really good friend of mine yesterday and he said like, yeah, I don't want, I never want to look like a pussy. It's so weak to to show that I have any kind of insecurity or, and that's yeah. kind of probably the biggest wall. Um, yeah. Yeah, get that a lot. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, and how distorted that is, because actually yeah. it takes way more boldness and courage to say, I need help, or I'm not okay, or to tell someone the truth than to sit at home and hide from the world. Like, but it's just this weird yeah. thing we've got going. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So I'm so curious about this because there's so much in your like banana cake story that I, um, in your banana cake speech that I resonated with as someone who just like you, you know, has big goals and is going for them, but also is human and gets caught up in that, that whole thing of achieving the outcome and stuff. So what was it like when you first got to Europe? What was like, cause I remember reading one of, uh, one of your articles about you wanting to go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, yeah, 22 years old, hitting Europe, gypsy, I'm going to the Olympics. What happened from there? What was the process like for you to really get to where you are now? Yeah. Um, well, something that's just on my head now while I remember it is it's like something I always used to think is, because it is a real sacrifice being here. And it's like, it is actually really hard and, you know, it's difficult. And something I always used to question is like, what if I do this and I go through all of this and I never actually make it? Like, what's the point? Maybe I should just go home. But now I realize that like, it's amazing. Like all the the struggle is makes it kind of, I don't know, more meaningful and all the people you meet and the lessons you learn, like it's totally, totally worth it. Yeah. And then back to um, the 22-year-old, just had no idea. And it's typical um, from riders coming from New Zealand at that age. We had success in New Zealand, which is such a tiny country. You realize how small it is when you're suddenly in the big, in the big world. Um, yeah. And like, especially in Europe for the, for the show jumping, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, the most competitive place in the world. Um, so, yeah, I thought my horse was like, just going to do everything and I was aiming for for the Olympics and everything and that never um yeah that never was going to come but it didn't really matter and then I just kept on the on the chase of wanting better horses to jump at a better level and I had some good good moments but then it all kind of um crashed down I had a bad accident and then there was corona as well and it was I got to the point when it was like what's the point I don't want to do this anymore. I'm never going to be good enough. So what is the point? And then I had the the paradigm shift of like, oh, actually, like it's been such an amazing journey so far. Why don't I just keep going? And and I understood what it meant to enjoy the process. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it really it sounds like you're you're talking about redefining success and what that actually means for you. Yeah, which is so cool. One of my um, my favorite mentors when I first started out as a photographer, her name is Jasmine Starr. I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, that's her actual name. <laughs> um, and yeah. she, well, she, she started out as a photographer, but her, she, she like dropped out of law school and she had a scholarship, dropped out of law school and went to study, went, just started a business as a photographer. She didn't even own a camera. She just knew that's what she wanted to do. And her whole thing of success was having the like the freedom and the flexibility to go and have lunch with her mum any day of the week who had just survived like brain cancer. Um, and for her, that was her thing of success. And I love that. And I never forgot it. Like the, it's the little moments, the little, because they're actually not the little things that those are actually the things that matter most. And it's like, it's so easy yeah. on, you know, on our pursuit for world domination to, (laughs) to like, to lose sight of the people that matter and the relationships and the, yeah, the little moments. Like I had a um, couple of weeks ago, I had a moment like this where I was sitting at the beach because beach, beach side with coffee is like my favorite thing to do ever. And I was sitting there and I just had this, and I actually wrote a post about it at the time. I had this real wave of just feeling like, man, if I can't be happy right now, if I'm sitting here thinking about 
the things that I've got to do and you know da 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 then and not really be present then it doesn't even matter if I get those things if I if I haven't enjoyed all of the things along the way and like I love that what you say there's a huge sacrifice in what you're doing and for all of us that are going after stuff like this there is a huge sacrifice and it's not fun all the time and we're often confronting parts of ourselves that are really hard or uncomfortable or you know letting go of people or whatever it may be but it's like there's still things to enjoy on the way which is so important right that we (laughs) that we actually even know what they are and um are present with them yeah yeah definitely um yeah it's uh yeah sorry lost my thought (laughs) (laughs) it's all good um yeah so mm, okay that's so funny because i can't um just so everyone knows our cameras are now off because of our cool reception Uh, so i can just hear like what you guys can hear like weird footsteps (laughs) in the background (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm just i'm just moving my location so i'm (laughs) in a better in a better spot again because it started raining so now i'm like in the stable <laughs> yeah yeah okay. so we're, we're posting with the horses in the background but they're quiet so okay, oh, I, I love it <laughs> yeah 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 so good so what are your favorite things about riding and show jumping and stuff what are what are the things that you love the most um uh, I, I think the just being around a, an animal, speaking of animals, now my cats showed up to say hi. Um, <laughs> like I, I, as a kid, you know, I just was fascinated by the, just the horses as an animal and then, I don't know, the freedom of, of, of riding and I kind of still connect back to that. Like I'm just like a little kid riding, still like riding horses just for the fun of it. Um, yeah. And then the sports side of it is just such a challenge. It's what um opened me up to this kind of um I don't know I guess it's a bit like philosophy and psychology together of I don't know living life the way you want to and yeah yeah Yeah. so okay so I'm super curious to know when um when you were in that place of like asking yourself oh my god what if I never make it what if I have to go home without my medals or whatever? And that and that mindset of, you know, like what if I can't do it? What if I'm not good enough? How like what were some of the things that really helped you to navigate that? Because I think so many people can relate to that feeling of, oh my God, I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. Look at all these other people that are doing it better than me. That negative voice is a huge thing for us to work through yeah 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 well I kind of have always been a bit hard on myself like judging myself for for not being a good enough rider and not being like talented enough and being a bit too chicken and things like that but um it's been interesting actually where I am in France now because it's it's in the middle of France and France is a big equestrian country actually Mm. it's their third biggest sport so it's where I'm at. I'd say the sport would be just a little bit um, not as professional at the, we're in our location, and it's like wow, I actually really know training of horses and just other riders and things because where I was competing before was like literally with amongst the best in the world. So yeah. you kind of start. I started to judge myself that I'm not and um, it was good kind of to get out of that and just be a little like it's still a very good level like it's a lot more than being in New Zealand but um, yeah it's been quite good to to see that and then um, um, yeah I, I um, yeah <laughs> I don't know why I'm going blank. What, what, what is, where, where am I at at this question? What are we... Well, I'm just thinking about being in that. In where that are we sp- getting to now? I'm like sorry. in the space of um, feeling like not good enough and 
basically questioning should I be quitting can oh, yeah, I do yeah. it yeah yeah I think you're top to be good enough and then like I've got to come home of jumped a decent level to for it to be worth it and represent New Zealand at a high level and everything because then why did you go over there and spend all your time and years and like sacrifice having a normal life for when I realized that you don't really um I don't know you don't normal life isn't actually what I want anyway so yeah that was kind of the main thing yeah and yeah that's the thing I love that so much because can we normalize having like being able to create your own life and decide what's normal for you because I can't imagine that if you if you came home tomorrow I can't imagine that you'd just slot back into the normal routine get straight back on tinder find a man <laughs> like I don't really see that happening for you I'm sure that there'd be there'd be a much more like purposeful work and like a drive to your life yeah yeah, yeah no I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't just do a normal job and um sit around and yeah nah it's I really love the adventure I love meeting different people I love like pushing myself yeah out of my comfort zone and this goes into the 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 10 seconds of courage thing that I talk about mm-hmm. which is like so like to set yourself up into a situation it actually only takes about 10 seconds of courage because once you've said you're kind of like gonna do it or set a bit of a trap for yourself the the motivation kind of just sticks to you from that and pushes you so yeah. I mean like for me that really works I'm quite conscientious so at the beginning of this year, I made a big road trip plan of where I was going to go. And my friend offered to come drive my car for me. So I organized that she was going to do that. Um, just on one of the, one of the routes, I actually had a couple of friends driving my car around, which was great. But when I'd like tell them I want to go now and there, and they would like book their train to get to me or their flight or whatever. Then when it came to doing the big road trip, I was like, oh, I'm scared. Like I'm nervous. I, I don't know if this is what I want to do, but I'd already like organized people's the logistics so then it's a bit feels worse to pull out than to do it yeah so it's kind of a little bit like that with I mean with this whole TED talk thing as well like public speaking for me is quite scary and I'm getting like better and better and more comfortable with it but it's not something that like is easy for me but if I talk about it and start writing it then you know it kind of your subconscious just keeps keeps working on it and it suddenly happens yeah 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 totally and also um everyone else who's listening to you is like oh me too <laughs> everyone ha- yeah. like i that, that's what i love to talk about too because like this podcast even i mean how many have i done now 70 or something i still get nervous before every podcast <laughs> i still do <laughs> um and yeah. and it's like well i mean you know people talk about oh practice well yeah but I guess the thing for me is that every podcast is different it's a different person it's a different subject it's a different topic the way that I like to create them is um that they're not super scripted I like the the ability to be spontaneous and to sort of follow the direction of the conversation and it's like it just is you're all and then you're putting this you know you're putting this out for literally anyone in the world to listen to am I helping you with your fear of like being (laughs) being anyone in the world um but it's but it's like that's that's so cool right because that's the whole thing when and that's actually something that that helps me keep going sometimes is to think about the people that listen so for you to be like yeah, public speaking, I find that scary and hard. And like, it straight away lets everyone else know that, oh my God, she feels like that and she's doing it. Like, there's so much power in that. Um, and that we can actually start talking about the things that are real and the things that are hard and not always have this need to only present the highlights real to the world. And actually, you know, that's one thing that, that drives me crazy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It, it's like the talent, the talent myth, you know, people think, oh, they can do that because they're just naturally good at it. And I mean, for me, if people could see how much time and effort I've put into like 
practicing with talking about different things all the books that i've read um and with the horses all the sports psychology stuff i've done all the horses i've ridden and i still get nervous to go to a show like i've done thousands of rounds and ridden you know hundreds of different horses and i still get a bit nervous but it's just something that you you know if you love to do it and you're passionate about it you just keep pushing and if you just keep going it it also it also comes which I've really learned this year because at the moment when I was like, okay, I'm not good enough. I'm going to give up. And then I just kept pushing. Now I've got actually a really good opportunity in, in the middle of France again. And yeah, if I'd given up, I would have just, I would have never known. And, I, and yeah, that's, yeah. 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 And I think that's something to acknowledge too. And again, it's, this is a topic that comes up often on here is that, all of us think about quitting. Like it's not, it's not that um, lying by a pole yeah. on your laptop, living the dream, like making three, like three million dollars a year in your first year. It doesn't work like that. It's um, and that would yeah, be boring anyway. Yes, that's the <laughs> thing. I like. I love that you keep talking about pushing yourself because that's the thing. It's like I feel like those of us who are really inspired to live a different life it's there's something about constantly growing and constantly becoming more it's like it's it's that's kind of the journey isn't it it's not even about hitting the goal it's about who we get to become in the process and there's something so rewarding about doing things that you couldn't do before and like becoming someone that who is way bolder and, and way more I don't know strong or whatever it may be than who we used to be like that's actually the most exciting part is like looking back and going wow I never could have done that before and look at me now yeah and and this is something that I like want to talk about in my potential TED talk is it about when you put yourself in these vulnerable situations when you go after something grand this is what really builds your your core you know you become fulfilled in like i don't know a core way it doesn't come from the surface because like the results as in um you know trophies or money or things that you buy with money gives you a little bit of like surface kind of confidence and it's not the real deal like the, the core stuff comes from being able to overcome your fears and your struggles and yeah and anxiety and, and things like it's not the the result that actually makes you happy yeah it's the, the building that core which comes from pushing yourself yeah yes totally totally yeah. um so talk to us about how what are the things that you do to build your core like how, what are the things that you do that really help you keep moving forward and growing and, um, and feeling like stronger and stronger and, you know, more able in yourself? Yeah, I think I um, have learned to recognize things that would make me a bit uncomfortable and would make me have to kind of access a bit more courage and then saying yes to it without it being like a stupid, crazy thing, like jump off a bridge. But <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, an opportunity that comes up, which you feel a little bit, maybe a little bit out of your depth or you're a little bit not sure of and then just kind of doing it to, to yeah, grow that. Um, yeah. And yeah, all the, like, the reading that I've done about different things and trying it out. And then there's also the, your beliefs. Like, I've done a lot of work with, um, it's called, like, matrix re-imprinting and tapping which is going back to like your childhood self and recognizing things which put a belief in your head like you're not good enough or um you know you'll, you'll never be good enough or i don't know just things that come from anxiety and then going back and recognizing that and being like okay so i'm not at this is actually true it's just what i've been conditioned to think yeah and it's amazing how it can really transform your your confidence and your core yes yes so now we're getting into my neck of the woods so um uncon the unconscious mind and that's so because eft is deals with subconscious beliefs which is yeah. so cool actually do you know yesterday i was reading 
Uh, no, I saw a video, Gary V, Vaynerchuk. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. Oh, he's like, he's super famous. He's kind of like an uh, inspirational speaker, leader, whatever, multi, uh, multi millionaire. But he speaks about a lot of things that you speak about, actually. Um, and he was talking about if you have a, a voice in your head that says, I'm not good enough, he said that that voice isn't yours. He said it came from one of your parents. And, and, that's the, and I was like, yeah, oh, interesting. Um, but that's, that is the thing. The more, and this is why like, I'm always talking about observing our patterns and noticing these things that keep repeating because we can go in and like reframe it and change it and heal it. Um, and it's so important that we do that, that we give ourselves space and uh, really actually learn to hold space for ourselves. Like for me, you know, I'm like a journaling, I just love journaling, journaling and meditation for this. Cause that's ultimate presence with yourself. You know, you're like fully yeah. in the moment. What do I feel right now? Um, and that's where I think so many of these powerful shifts come from is when, yeah, if you notice something like a feeling of, oh, I'm not good enough, like even that in itself, what does, and cause that's one that comes up all the time, right? I'm not good enough. Yeah. Well, what does that even mean? What like yeah, what yeah. is good enough? Um, and the the sort of ambiguity of it suggests that it probably isn't your thought even because it's not even specific. Like if you know, but we've got to have the this is the uncomfortable stuff, isn't it? We've got to have the courage to sit with it and go, oh yeah. What and is also, that? Like, <laughs> when someone introduced me to this, I was like, oh, what is this spiritual like shit? Like, come on. This- this is like it was a proud or woo-woo and, and, and stupid, but it's, it's, it's really not. It's like, it really is the sub, subconscious mind and there's a lot of science behind it. And I gave it a go and then I was like, okay, this actually kind of is having a change. And then I joined this um, group called the Tapping Collective and we have like Zoom meetings nearly every week, every two weeks. And it's literally like 60 older ladies like I'm the I'm the youngest one by far which makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable and kind of like insecure like what is but it's been like I've done it all year and it's been such an amazing year and each month we work on a different um kind of belief there's been about like relationships about career about um, money and things like that and we we talk about it we we tap on it we go back to certain i don't know the subconscious mind um shifting and yeah yeah Man, I lost you for so much of that last little bit. <laughs> so yeah, now me and the oh yeah, yeah my um my group with all the the forty to fifty to sixty even seventy year olds are probably, um yeah this because I feel like missed out on it when they were when they were younger and if they had discovered it earlier then mm. they I don't know might have had a different like years in their in their in the younger years I mean I don't really know but it's how I see it yeah yeah oh man we lost you for yeah. so much of that it was like cutting in and out but I um I think we got the gist yeah. the that's funny that you bring that up though because the that was my first thought when you're like, I feel, you know, a little bit self-conscious being with all these older ladies. I was thinking, man, that's so cool. You've got a 30 year yeah. start on them. That's what, that that's the way I see it. Like you're so ahead of most yeah. people yeah. in terms of, you know, really like taking yeah. charge yeah. over this stuff, not just like reacting yeah. to life, but creating, creating your own life and how you want to feel and the sort of energy that you yeah. want to have in your life. And, um, I, yeah. I heard this quote, well, and I this build build the core yeah this is how you build build the core so you don't you know people turn to alcohol and drugs and you know bad habits (laughs) yeah yeah well that's the thing isn't it because it's 
we we have a choice. I mean, if if something uncomfortable comes up, we can either run towards it or we can run away from it. And we are actually taught to run away from things. You know, like you hear it when people go, yeah. I've had such a bad day, I really need a drink. What? Yeah. No, you need yeah. to take your journal and go sit with yeah. that shit. <laughs> exactly. And and when I don't want a drink, I get judged for not wanting to have a drink. It's like what is wrong with society? You're encouraged to have a drink to like hide from your emotions and you're discouraged to be like, oh no, I don't want to drink anything tonight. It's like, what is that? Oh, it's so accurate. I know I got like when I <laughs> recently, you know, instead of staying out with everyone else till 2am, um, getting drunk, I went to bed early on a Friday night because I was like, I'm tired. I need to rest. Like, that's just how yeah. life is. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I don't need to party hard all the time. And I think that's yeah. that's one of the really cool things about this message too, is that when our focus is the journey, we're not looking to avoid stuff. We're not looking to escape our lives because our lives are actually really cool. Even if it's a Monday morning and you're sitting in your office in your pajamas chatting to someone in France, like doing a podcast. It's cool. It's like every yeah. day is different and every day is interesting and, and you can really be present with what is and enjoy it and not need to run from yeah. life. And isn't that the whole point of this? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with those surface things like, you know, drinking, like having a night out and, um, you know, celebrating your your wins and stuff. But as long as it's not used to numb numb your, you know, your feelings, your insecurities and everything, yeah. it can't be an escape. It's more of a like just okay, a bit of pleasure because you've worked. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it's in your emotions and your yeah, your insecurity and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. totally that's that's it isn't it it's the the reason behind that what's driving the behavior is really more important than the thing that we're doing if yeah if we're looking to escape then something's not yeah right. the why yeah, the why some, and everything something's not right it's a, it's a, yeah yeah like why are you um you know why do you have these dreams are they for the surface result or is it because you truly love what you're doing and you want to be on that journey that's kind of a the difference mm, yeah that's that's so good so yeah do you want that goal because it actually like you feel really cool like you feel that's for you or do you want the validation that's going to come from getting the medal or writing the yeah, book exactly. or um yeah or the feeling and so often it's what we think we're going to feel right so um i heard this other thing as well where she was talking about we want what we want because of how we think we're going to feel when we get it so you know so yeah. it's like we yeah we think that we're gonna feel complete and fulfilled when we get this this and this um but if we don't feel complete and fulfilled now we can't actually get that anyway and that's the thing if we go into you know well let's go into the woo woo spiritual stuff for a sec i mean that's it's not really it's quantum physics isn't it it's energy that if you're if we're sitting here feeling miserable and not enough we're not actually a match for that higher level of ourselves that has the medals and uh, because that version of us doesn't sit around feeling like unworthy, you know? So it's like in yeah. order for us to actually get those things, we first must become that version of ourselves, which is everything that you're talking about. It's being present on the journey. It's learning to be happy with what we have now, learning yeah. to appreciate what we have now. That's how we actually yeah. get those things, which is so counterintuitive. But why aren't we taught this stuff? Why not? <laughs> like this, this, this is something when I'm older, you know, when I can't ride horses anymore, when I'm like in my 70s or 80s, I want to do something with the school system and put this kind of stuff in the, in the curriculum. Like hopefully it just happens on its own earlier, but if it doesn't, that will be my, um, my purpose for when I'm old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Are we, are we right there with you? Because um, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Everything that we're taught, and this is my obsession with the unconscious mind is just the power that we have to really create change and transformation because we're, everything that we're taught is pretty much at the conscious level. You know, even all this mindset stuff, so much of it is about think this or do this, or, you know, you just need to be more positive And that's, yeah, no, yeah. if there's stuff coming up, game. 
Yeah. And, and so in my study, you know, when they were talking about how, like, it's all very well to say that, but actually the unconscious mind is responsible for about 85% of your thoughts. Yeah. So if we're trying to control our conscious, we're, we're only actually dealing with 15% of our thoughts. So if we're trying to manage yeah. our thoughts, that's where our ability to sit with ourselves, to notice how we feel, to notice the patterns that are coming up. That's our powerhouse to actually create change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and from actually like starting to learn about all of this stuff, I've kind of learned how a little bit, a little bit of, intuition into seeing stuff that comes from my sub- subconscious mind like because I do a bit of writing and I've noticed that if I sit and consciously try and think of an idea you don't get it but if you're out going for a run or you've just you know you're sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night that's when the ideas come yeah yeah 100%. it's like your brain is subconscious out and find a different way and I really notice that now it's amazing yeah yes a thousand percent well and also because if we're trying to come up with the answer we're dealing with our conscious mind which is you know like logical and rational and only contains the past but it's our unconscious mind that's where our intuition is so that's why when we like tap and because when we get into a like a zone of being um like it's a different brainwave you know so i like for me it's when i'm driving or when i'm in the shower it's when we go into those default mode and we're doing something else that's when all yeah. those ideas can come through and that's, there's a reason why so have lots of showers <laughs> go for lots of drives <laughs> yeah yeah when, I, when, I'm, when I'm driving my friends can laugh at this because I spam them with so much shit because I get so many ideas and I'm just like hey da, 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 da. I'm like why does this always happen when I'm on the road but it's, it's probably why I've really enjoyed this year because I've spent a lot of time on the road so you get all these crazy ideas yeah a hundred percent it happens yeah constantly to me as well i'm like constantly pulling over writing stuff down on the side of the road um yeah yeah it's awesome means you're totally in tune with your intuition which is where all these ideas come from anyway um and it's and then having like having the courage to follow those ideas because that's the that's the other thing that i love about the unconscious mind is that you know like i've talked quite a bit on this podcast about how to actually create goals and set goals that work but when we do that like we've literally programmed our mind for what we want and then our intuition is how those things come to us so what might seem like a random idea when you're driving down the road is actually the first step to getting what you've asked for so it's like having the courage to pursue that even if that thing that little idea or that voice says you need to move to europe now um and everyone else says what that's crazy but so and so didn't have to do it that way it doesn't matter our way is unique our way is literally unique and i think if everyone was following what they feel is for them it would be such a different world that we live in not like looking to someone else's map and blueprint you know yeah 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 for sure everyone gets stuck on this like I don't know, journey that someone else has painted for them already. Yeah. Instead of painting their own one. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, we're taught that someone else knows better than us almost instead of really like we look without instead of within. There you go. Um, <laughs> we're constantly looking to someone else and what they say without really learning how to trust ourselves. And, that's the power though, is that no one else knows what's best for us except for us. No one else is in tune with our intuition and our goals and our ideas. Um, but it's it's that 10 seconds of courage. Like imagine if we had an idea pop in and then we just acted on it. We just did it. We just chose to act on it. And then, oh, and then it would prove to ourselves, oh my God, that actually worked really well. And that's the cool yeah. thing with subconscious as well is repetition, right? That the more that we repeat, every time that we act on something and we prove to ourselves that it works that's how we build up that trust as well that's how that that would be my contribution to your um your message about like building up core you know it's like the more that we can repeat that and then create evidence for ourselves because that also works with the conscious mind so the conscious mind is so often what creates pushback for us 
um, because it's like, oh my God, but it's, what if we live under a bridge? What if it doesn't work out? But if we've got evidence and we can say, look at the 10 other times that I acted like this and it did work out, it always works out. Yeah. Oh, we can sort of learn how to yeah. calm our nervous system a bit. And a I mean, bit. Like, you also have to be, um, yeah, you have to be like comfortable with it not working out as well, which I think is really important. Like, um, yeah um you know so, realizing that you know big bad things don't happen if you if you fail or you get judged or you know like jared i worked with jared who you talked to before buzzing yeah. old state which is what gives me the 10 seconds of courage so it's kind of like an adrenaline adrenaline rush where i don't care about what people think and i just kind of do what i'm feeling yeah. and then i just jump and then do it and like if you just keep doing it then you stop keeping yeah 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 caring you know about the the judgment come for more yeah totally man i keep losing you like in and out a little bit so we'll um we'll wrap up in a couple of minutes but um i did just want to add to that so totally not about not caring how it works out like for me my definition i i, I believe that it always works out and I believe that no matter what happens, that's how it was meant to work out. So even if, you know, if if I tried something and it did not go the way that I expected, I still believe that that worked out because it was obviously there was a lesson or there was something something for me to grow into in order for me to become the next version of myself that could create that thing or do that thing. So it's like, it's just such a different way of, um, like, I guess measuring our success, right, and measuring the way if, if we believe that everything's always working out for us and not in a toxic way, but in a, we choose to see the good, we choose to see the growth and the lessons and everything, then it really like creates a space for us where we're not afraid yeah, yeah. of failure. <laughs> yeah. Like having a, having a positive take on it. It's always, yeah, the way I look at it and yeah, what did you learn from it and how did it make you strong? yeah stronger and all those failures is also what builds that that core if you always were winning well you didn't really learn anything so totally and that's the thing so you know hindsight when we look back we can always see how ah oh, actually i wasn't even close to being the person that i needed to be or i wasn't even i had so much to learn still so i'm yeah. glad that it worked out like that because i it meant that i did this which meant that i could do that you know it's like when we actually yeah. look at it it literally is always working out for us um but yeah, i think yeah. so so often if if we are really attached to getting to the destination and it has to be like this then that's when we're going to run into trouble because we've got to be flexible because we and also though to think that we know the best way to achieve a goal is crazy we've never done it before how would we yeah. know like, <laughs> yeah, you just have to be willing to ex ex um, experiment and not worry about the the slip-ups or the yeah the wrong turns and the yeah that's exactly and then yeah like to come back to um the present and this is why you know i love and I do this with all my clients, we always celebrate. You celebrate everything. Everything that might yeah. seem little, but like telling someone how you feel when maybe you always run away from those sort of conversations. That's a yeah. massive win. You know, it's like yeah. these are not little things. They're not medals, but they're huge things in terms of our own character growth. So it's yeah. like to actually, and this is why journaling is so great, to actually find things that we can be really proud of ourselves for and celebrate celebrating those moments that we leaned in or that we were brave and we wanted to run away or that we showed up um, and spoke to someone when it would have been easier not to, you know, like to yeah. actually program our mind to look for things that we're doing well. Cause that's so much of it is just that we've trained ourselves to focus on everything that's not good enough. And no yeah. wonder we don't feel that great about ourselves a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like the bad thing could only be 10% of what happened in the day, but for some reason people can get real fixed on that. Yeah. Yes. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Okay, cool. So coming to the end, let's, um, well, actually let's throw it out to you first. 
Miss TED Talk, what is the message that you'd like people to take away? Um, to, to really like do what you want to do, what you love, what you love to do. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks you should be doing or like the, the safe option. Cause even if you do take the safe option, you still have no control. So you might as well do what you love to do and take a little bit more risk. Yeah. 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 Love it. Okay. Yeah. That, oh my gosh, that was a whole hour. That was more than an hour. It goes so <laughs> fast, these conversations. I love it. Um, but anyway, Amy, thank you so much for your time this morning or this evening for you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your aha moments. Please share on your stories and tag me so I can celebrate with you. And be sure to connect with me online. I'm on Instagram at mon3.0 and find me on YouTube by searching Monica Ferguson. Have an amazing week and remember that you are so inherently worthy. You are so loved and you belong. All my love, guys. See you soon.